please draw me your togo. Là, nous descendons dans Now, let's go down to the prototyping workshop. You can't go and explain how the quality of the drawing originated. What was the idea behind the drawing? This is a Manhattan-bound F local train. The next stop is Carroll Street. Close the doors, please. I have arrived in New York. It's my favorite city and the ideal place to get a new perspective on the Togo. Just like in Los Angeles, the Americans here are fans of French design and yeye music. In other words, the French Dutch. The main campus of the Pratt Institute is located in Brooklyn. I've heard it's one of the best design schools in the world. Is the Togo an object of study for future designers? An inspiration? Hello, I'm looking for the center design lobby. Oh yes, yes, uh, design center. You're gonna go straight down here, make a right, and you go all the way down. And it'll be the last building on your right-hand side, okay? Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. I'm walking through the campus garden. It's very green with metal sculptures, and spring is in the air. Some students are snacking or chatting on benches. I'm going to introduce you to Anita Kune. She's the dean of the Pratt Institute School of Design. I also contacted Chen Chen, a former Pratt student who's designer now. Hello. Hello. I'm already Anita. Nice to meet you. And you are Chen Chen? Yes, that's right. I'm Chen. We were talking in the hallway with Anita and Chen when suddenly a design teacher joined the conversation. Her name is Cheryl Kazak, and she's founder of the Togo. So we're gonna go. I think we go up these stairs. Let's go. In France, avant les années. In France, before the 70s, the word design didn't exist. The word has always been there, but I'm thinking, who invented design as a word? I don't know. I mean, I I don't know who. I would think it was from the French, from design, yeah. from, from draw. The word is the concept, because it's a concept that comes from the U.S. Yeah, I'm also thinking coming from Bauhaus and the, all the people who emigrated from Bauhaus and started teaching here and thinking about design. Even here, even in this school, for a very long time before we started talking about things as design, they were in a category that's understood as applied arts. Pour vous, votre définition du design? Yeah. What's your definition of design, Anita? Design is a combination of beauty, form, utility, addressing competing agendas in an elegant or compelling way. I think that's really changed in the last, you know, like, say, 20 years. Because when I was here, I think a lot of the professors were, you know, directly had studied under people that had come from the Bauhaus. So the idea was very much modernism because hand building was considered a craft and slip casting was for mass production. So the noun came from the 1640s and it was one who schemes or plots. Very sinister. (laughs) An agent noun from design, the verb, in manufacturing or the fine arts, one who makes an artistic design or a construction plan is from the 1660s. So, and then it goes on to the Italian verb, I can't speak Italian. 
disegnare. 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 So, yeah. Very exciting. And do you know the Togo from Ligne Rosé? So do you know that I have specified it in a project and it's being delivered in two weeks? <laughs> and it's one of my favorite sofas in the universe. In fact, it's the love seat and the chair. It's the most brilliant chair and sofa. Why? Because it's not pretentious. Well, first of all, Ligne Rosé, j'adore. <laughs> it's incredibly comfortable no matter what your body type is is not too low ergonomically. The fabrics are fabulous. The colors are super fun and playful. You know, it's one of the very few pieces that I like that sits right on the floor because normally I like a lighter feeling, but it's a beautiful juxtaposition of softness of the furniture itself that contrasts and juxtaposition between a harder, more rectilinear environment that you know it would normally be placed in like the right angle of a wall and a floor there's something elephanty about it yeah, also so. you know like the scale of the wrinkles and the folds how there's the deeper ones and the lighter ones and it's just somehow it asks you to approach it it doesn't tell you to go away you know and for me, there is also something secret hidden in the folds. Yeah, and, you know, it's a very simple system that makes very cohesive sense between the pieces, but it's so different from piece to piece, the way that the fold will uh, create the outline. So it's really interesting. Michel Ducarrois designed the Togo. Michel Ducarrois designed the Togo like a sort of revolution in France after May 68. Les Français. C'est juste très français. Why is it French? Parce que the French have balls. <laughs> yes. okay, 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 the French are brave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the French are the best protesters. There's something specifically French to make something like that happen. And maybe it's the age and the longevity compared to the U.S. is such a younger country that it hasn't gotten there yet. And there's also so, I mean, this becomes very political. Do you think a sofa can be political? Vraiment, yeah. Oui, oui, oui. As you describe it, as you know, completely changing the way people engage if you put it in the living room, that's what's not considered the appropriate way to be sitting. It's lounging, it's reclined, you can spread your legs very easily, as opposed to keeping them close together, politely. You know, it invites you to be casual in a way that's very different, as opposed to polite society doesn't do that. They don't share that. That's too intimate in some ways. So it's breaking, it's transgressive. Yeah. It is so different from, you know, anything else. And it's, you know, it is, the image, the silhouette is so instantly, like, imprinted on your mind. It's so funny because when I finally got it, you know, I had never touched one. Uh, and until you actually pick it up and you realize, oh, there's nothing inside. It's just a piece of foam with the covering. It's really, again, it's like almost like a, this reveal of, like, uh, the thing feels like 
what the design, the, what the idea is. It is the idea. Like, it's expressing the idea. Okay. I had COVID uh, last December, and I had to sleep on it for a week, and <laughs> it was wonderful. I had a great sleep on it. <laughs> Did you have nice dreams? Yes. <laughs> wonderful dreams. <laughs> it would be great to do a collaboration with Lee Nyorze. It would be amazing. We'll go upstairs? Yeah, to, sure. to see. As I was about to leave the school with my microphone back in my bag, Anita added that if she had a togo, she'd choose a bright red one, because it's a seat that takes colors well. The togo and color have a fusional relationship, and with materials, it's the same. And since we are going to keep it for a long time, We've got color charts on our mind all day. Curry yellow or Goya red? Immaculate white or fuchsia pink like Lady Gaga's? Does each era have its own color and does our furniture demonstrate this? In the 70s, orange was popular. Some people were not afraid to buy a floral sofa or a brown one and put it next to a yellow and green tapestry. So what would be the color of 2023? Before my New York trip, I went to see the famous historian Michel Pastoureau, a specialist of the symbolism of colors, and he gave me his opinion on all these questions. My wife and I lived with the furniture our parents and grandparents gave us as newlyweds, so it was furniture from the 30s and 50s. We can see that there is a big change in the 70s, where brighter colors appear. Yes, after May 68, there was this very naive idea that putting colors everywhere would cheer up life, as if life was sad before. Suddenly, bright colors were used on furniture, decoration or design. The idea applied to town planning. There was pop art. There were color combinations you'd never seen before. For example, juxtaposing pink and orange. For me, it's hideous. It hurts your eyes. Yes, I mean, it's appalling. It's maybe because I'm an old man, but when you look at the 20th century, decade by decade, and you get to the 70s, there's such a big difference. It's, it's violent. It, it's violent in terms of colors. And people started putting orange everywhere. In France, there was the orange transportation car, the coral trains, household appliances, etc., as if we were cheating on reality. In everyday life, which color do we live with? If we set aside the 1970s digression, we've almost always lived with the same colors. The colors we see in the subway are the colors of everyday life. It's mainly dark gray and navy blue. That's what we see the most. And then black, of course, other blues, a little beige, a little white. For ladies, the palette is a little more varied. And when you go into apartments, there's furniture in relatively neutral colors, like variations of wood, écru, natural fabrics, and then touches of brighter colors. But only touches. Michel Pastoureau, was there in history another period like the 70s with such a color craze? 
What I know best is the great clothing and color revolution that followed the great plague of the mid-14th century. Afterwards, there was a kind of joie de vivre. Clothes with extravagant shapes ripped apart, lots of stripes, lots of check patterns, a little harlequin style, pink and orange, for example. It was completely new. Il y a ce fameux canapé Togo dont, dont je vous parlais. There is a famous Togo sofa I was telling you about. C'est la couleur. Customers are obsessed with two colors. The curry yellow is a top seller. And before that, it was Goya Red. Look, this one is Goya Red. Voilà. Alors, ce rouge-là, il est assez... So this red is quite common and consensual. En revanche, le jaune que vous appelez curry... Euh, On the other hand, the yellow that you call curry, a sort of mustard color, is much more difficult to match with other colors. That's quite 70s. Yes, it looks quite vintage. Today, what is the dominant color, if you were to pick one? I feel like it's white. Yes, I think the color today is white or gray. And if you take the state of the world and society over the last five or ten years, then gray wins by far. Well, if gray wins, it's a bit sad. But I know someone who has a whole dark gray Togo set in his living room, the same color as his dogs, and is one of the coolest musicians I've ever met. His name is Matt Sorum. He was the drummer of Guns N' Roses. I told you, looking for Togo is an adventure, and it's not over yet. <laughs> 